Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we are not alone. Today, joining us, we have J.D. Durant from Incession Film and Mike Thomas from the Cheddar After slash Collider slash the Amateur Otaku Podcast. And today, we're going to be cycling through our top five favorite Christmas movies to get us into the holiday spirits. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome back to the show. It's been so long. I feel like both of you guys have been on the show before, but I... I feel like it's been forever. Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me, though. It's great to be back. Excited to be here. Oh, of course, of course. So I just want to kind of, you know, go around the round table here for a moment and ask how everyone's doing. So, JD, how you been, man? How you feeling? Uh, things are pretty good. Um, just, you know, sitting here with a broken leg and trying to heal during the Christmas season. So that's... Uh, what I've been doing, but that means I've had a lot of downtime to sit at home and watch some movies and uh, just lounge around. So <laughs> I'm doing well, all things considered. That's good, man. Glad to hear it. Mr. Mike Thomas, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Again, thanks for having me. Christmas is my favorite time of year. And this was insane trying to narrow down five Christmas movies. <laughs> but I think I think I've got a good list and I can't wait to hear everybody else's. Yeah, it's it's a very, very tough thing to do because I was going through my list. I'm like, I have had like a good like maybe two or three at first. And I was like, oh, I need five. And I'm like, this is very difficult. But Devin, my right hand man, what's going on? It's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. And it has not snowed yet in, in my location. It's kind of hard to believe. Northeast Ohio, no snow yet. Well, it was snowing when I came home for Thanksgiving, but no one wants Thanksgiving snow. We want some Christmas snow. No, you see, you watch things you watch Christmas movies on Thanksgiving because there's only like two Thanksgiving movies out there. <laughs> hey, hey, Knives Out is one of them, and we love it. Yes, 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 100%. Yes, Knives Out is one of them for sure. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned before, we're going to be getting into our top five favorite Christmas movies. Uh, this isn't necessarily a ranking list, we're kind of just going to be naming off five Christmas movies that we usually watch during the holiday season that brings us a little holiday cheer, a little uh, warmth in our um, holiday watching, I don't know, extravaganza or whatever. I've as soon as like November 1st hits, like I'm all for Christmas movies, 100%. All right, boys, are you ready to jump into our top five Christmas movies of all time? Or, you know, just five Christmas movies that make you feel good? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to our top five favorite Christmas movies. Hold it right there. This is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. 
You was here last night, too, wasn't you? Yes, sir. <coughs> I was. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <gasps> no, it's a lie. I could go on forever, baby. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my Tommy gun don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. And we are back with our top five favorite Christmas movies. The way that this is going to work is that we're going to start from our number five and work our way up to number one. And then towards the end of this episode, we'll throw in a few honorable mentions as well that that, that did not necessarily make our top five list because, hey, there's just too many good Christmas movies out there. It's very hard to pick just five. But we're going to try this out here today. So we're going to start with J.D. Duran. Mr. J.D., what is your number five pick? Okay, so number five for me is probably my most uh, nostalgic pick on here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, (laughs) what was just uh, there in the clip. I'm going with Home Alone, the uh, classic Christopher Columbus movie. you know, I honestly, I don't know if I watch this every year, but it's, it is one of those movies that I, I do watch more consistently than, than maybe a lot of other Christmas movies that we may talk about here in this conversation. And it, admittedly, I, I don't think it, all of it works well as a movie, but the nostalgia factor for me doesn't care. <laughs> Like there's still a lot of fun to be had here. And I just love how over the top it is in terms of some of the drama, Joe Pesci's performance, especially Uh, it's just all really entertaining. And, you know, I was five years old when this movie came out. So I was like at the right age for it, I think. And so it just, it landed and it stuck with me ever since. And I just can't help but shake that feeling of when I was a young kid uh, being able to to watch this movie, have fun with it. And then also now it's interesting because I, I get to experience it again through the lens of my own child. So I get to watch this with my son, Sam, who, you know, just turned seven. But I, I think he might have been five the first time we watched this together, funny enough. And, uh, and it's fun to see his reaction to it and probably mimic what mine was. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just a really fun movie. I, I really like it a lot. The premise is so absurd and silly. Uh, but I, I think what works for me about it is that even though it, it is absurd, the film almost is aware of that. And it, it does treat it with a tinge of sincerity with Catherine O'Hara's performance and, and what she brings to the role, um, I think, is is very good. And so the, it's it's a nice balancing act of that sincerity with its just over the top nature and the the clever antics of Kevin and 
how all of that comes to fruition. It's just really enjoyable for me. So it, it very nostalgic, but Home Alone uh, is my number five. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. It's it's one of those movies where if you didn't see it when you were a kid and you try to watch it like for the first time now as like a young adult or you know a, yeah. an adult later in life, you'll probably think it's pretty stupid. But <laughs> I don't yeah. care either because yeah, I, I don't absolutely care. love it. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on here to Mr. Mike Thomas. What is your number five pick for your Christmas movie list. Uh, yeah. So none of these are necessarily in order from five to what I think is the absolute best. So I'm just going to draw from mm. one randomly, I guess. Um, the shop around the corner is one of my favorite movies, just period. Uh, it stars James Stewart and uh, Margaret Sullivan. And it's, it's a rom-com essentially. Now those who know me know that I'm not a big fan of like romance movies or romantic comedies, but the shop around the corner I don't know, man. It's just, it's just such a joy to watch. It's just oozing with that Christmas spirit and that warmth that we kind of want from a holiday film, right? And so I think the performances are great. I think the story, while it's been copied to death at this point about two, uh, two shop employees who don't necessarily get, a ro- get along but end up falling in love throughout the story, We've seen that a million times, but it all kind of originates here with this film. And I think nothing has ever really topped it since. It, it's just really nostalgic for me. And even if you're going into it blind, I think you guys would love it. Okay. Yeah. I I need to watch that one as well. There's so many Christmas movies that I have seen, others that I haven't. Yeah. But it's it's so difficult to like watch them all because if only we can watch multiple things at once, it would make my life a whole lot easier. You want to take in everything, <laughs> yeah. everywhere, all at once? At once, yes. <laughs> I want to take in everything, everywhere, all at once. Just experience everything at the same time and come out the other end feeling like a super Christmas movie buff. That's all I want. Shameless plug. Uh, I did a 10 movies to stream on HBO Max, and this is one of them, uh, Christmas movies. Mm. So it's on HBO Max if you guys want to check it out. I know it's an old one, so a lot of people our age probably missed it. <laughs> An oldie but a goodie. Actually, for for my number five pick, I'll get to mine here in a bit because it's also on HBO Max. But let's pass it over to Devin so we can give his number five pick. Yeah, I know JD mentioned that his number five pick was a nostalgic choice for Home Alone. My entire list is nostalgic choices. That's that's the way I went with it. So my number five, I imagine no one else has on their list. But my number five is Jack Frost. 1999, Michael Keaton. It's it's not a good movie by any measure. Like there there's a lot, there's a lot of issues here, but me and my family just always kind of went back to this one, and it kind of became a tradition. For anyone not in the know, um, the movie is about Michael Keaton dying in a car accident, and then a magical harmonica brings him back to life as a snowman. So that's that's all you need to hear. If you're not hooked by that premise, then I don't know what it what's gonna get you, but it's it's just kind of dumb fun. It, the snowman looks pretty rough uh jack frost looks kind of creepy don't know how they I imagine it was probably just really bad cgi but it's it's an interesting choice um just kind of a very personal nostalgic one okay yeah it's been a while since i've seen jack frost like that out of any christmas movie i know of it it's kind of like watching like the santa claus at least for me it's been a very long time since i've seen those but i believe that is actually also streaming on hbo max jack frost last time that i checked good to know 
it's also on the list that I wrote for Collider. So yeah. Um, but I, I do love everything Devin just said, right? It's not necessarily a great movie, but it's one that he has fond memories of with his family. And I think that for yeah. me is 90% of Christmas movies where you kind of look at them objectively. It's like, yeah, it may not be the best, mm. but I love it anyway. And I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think that that is a, a fantastic way to look at it because as for my, my number five pick, um, I don't know if anyone has heard of this movie. I've been screaming it to the high heavens, at least beginning of this year, because I saw someone else post about it online uh, via Twitter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I thought it was the only person who ever watched this movie. It is Unaccompanied Minors. Yeah, I've heard of this when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I mean, look it up real quick. I love this movie so much. It is literally about five kids who are stuck in an airport on Christmas. Oh, it has Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, it's Tyler James Williams is in it. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama is in it as well. Lewis Black. It is a certified banger Christmas movie. (laughs) I absolutely love this movie. I don't even think this is on Blu-ray. I have the DVD back at my parents' house. But mm. I was scrolling through HBO Max and they have like all the Christmas classics together. And I didn't realize this was uh, produced by Wonder Brothers and it's on HBO Max. So if you haven't seen it, it is just a great freaking time. I absolutely love it. It's over the top. It's ridiculous, but it's like Terminal, but for kids and it's Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> There you go. This cast is stacked. What the heck? Yeah, it is a... I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is, you know, it, it ain't the best movie in the world, but I absolutely love it. It's something I rewatch every single year and it is, it, it's pretty funny as well. So that is my number five unaccompanied minors. So let's move on here to our number four pick. We're going to pass it back over to Mike for his number four. Yeah. So this, I think it's funny because my first pick is like 80 years old. My next pick is only three years old. It's Little Women from 2019. Mm, and yeah, I love this movie so much, guys. Like, I, like as a kid, yeah. I had to read Little Women for, for school. Hated it. This movie's so good and made me love Little Women. And I think that is <laughs> so hilarious when you really think about it. But also, the, like, the direction is great. Yeah. The way that they frame the story um, th- with flashbacks and present day stuff, I think, is a really inspired take. And, of course, the cast is just stacked. Mm. Like, we have... So uh, good. St- yeah, Timothy Chalamet, Emma Watson. We have Florence Pugh. We have Laura Dern. It's It's insane, guys. I love this movie so much and I was struggling and my mom was like, you know, Little Women is a Christmas movie. I'm like, oh crap, this is going right to number number two on this list if I were to rank them. (laughs) That's how much I love Little Women. That is a fantastic pick. I absolutely love it. Sorry, go ahead, JD. No, I was just going to echo that as well. I, I love it. It was my favorite film of 2019. Yeah, the then the the Christmas ambiance of it all certainly gives the film setting this this immersive sense to it. That's really great. Uh, but yeah, I I echo everything you said though. The performances, the the direction by Gerwig, Alexander Desplat's pulsating score is wonderful. Yeah, I I love that movie. Yeah, Sorche Ronan carries this movie too. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I saw two movies on Christmas Day in 2019, and Little Women was one of them, 
and I bawled my eyes. I mean, I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But it's like, ah. But then I saw Uncut Gems, and then, you know, everything kind of just went downhill from there. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was just a little jab towards Devin because he loves Uncut Gems. He hates it so much. He just hates Adam Sandler, our American treasure. (laughs) whoa hold on there let's not go okay it's all good but actually let's pass it back over to Devin so he can give his number four pick for his list for number four I'm going with kind of an iconic one I'm going with a Christmas story it's it's the classic it's on Mm 24-7 around Christmas you can't really avoid it Um, but it's just one that (laughs) it's just one that kind of gets watched whenever it's on even if it's just a scene or two but there's just so many there's iconic moments and visuals and scenes that just make you think of Christmas and what it's all about. And I've not seen the the newest one yet. I don't know if any of you guys have watched that one, but I, I think I might watch that at some point. I wonder how that ended up being, but it's just a classic. I remember starting a Christmas story Christmas, but then I forgot there's actually a Christmas story two as well. That was thrown in there. I never watched it, but we don't talk about that one. Oh, so it, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> I had a figure. I had a feeling that yeah. it wasn't. You know. You know. Sequels can go, but yeah. Christmas Story. I actually uh, watched it earlier this year. It's not like my favorite, but like I, I can understand why people love it. You know, it's you know, the house. You know, it was shot in Cleveland, Ohio. You know that it's where me and Devin are from. So we we have a little bit of uh, lineage with that movie. Just shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> you shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> um, so as for my number four, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a tough one. But again, I had to like throw out like the ranking thing in my head. I'm actually going to go with Christmas Vacation. I absolutely love this movie. I'm not a big fan of Chevy Chase nowadays, but I think he is fantastic in this movie. It is one of those slapstick comedy uh, Christmas movies that kind of just, you know, warm your heart altogether. And it really shows how difficult that like family can be during the holiday season um, Mm. from time to time. So it's always a nice little reminder of that. But yeah, Christmas vacation that it gets me every single time, especially when um, uh, Chevy Chase is going down in the sled and he puts like the, it's kind of like the spick and span, like oil on his, um, on his sled. And he just, zoom. oh my God, it's just so funny. But yeah, it's, it's just one of my favorite ones that I rewatch every year. So yeah, Christmas Vacation for me. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm surprised if you haven't seen it, but you definitely should watch it because it's just one of those yeah. fun family movies. So let's move on to... Mr. J.D., what is your number four pick? Okay, so my number four, I'm curious where everyone sits on this. I I don't know if it's considered to be a classic movie. It definitely isn't in the traditional sense, but perhaps it could fall into line with something like a Die Hard and people can have that debate. But I I think this movie actually has more of um, an overt Christmas element to it than something like Die Hard. And I'm talking about Edward Scissorhands. That is my number four pick here. So uh, Edward Scissorhands, really great movie. In fact, I was going to say it might be my favorite Burton, but uh, there's a couple of others maybe vying for that spot. Either way, it's very much in my top three. I do really love this film quite a bit. 
And while on the surface it doesn't scream Christmas movie, the reason I very much think that it is and and why it's on this list for me is is one the the entire premise is centered around um Kim as uh, a grandmother telling her kids why it snows every year on Christmas for her. So that is the the central funnel in which we see everything through. Now most most of what follows again doesn't scream traditional Christmas, but it does crystallize in this really poignant and elegant way where Kim veering outside of her window while decorating for Christmas sees Edward uh you know he's he's sculpting this this ice sculpture and she goes outside and you get that iconic shot of her kind of there dancing in the street with the snow falling on her and it's you know very much reminiscent of that relationship between those two and and where it had evolved to and it's just it's it's a really beautiful moment that um really uh that i think kind of ties all of the film's themes together you know because obviously edward being this this outcast of sorts juxtaposed to the idea of christmas which is supposed to be about joy and togetherness and family and here's a character that really has none of that and trying to find that in some sort of way and then to see how all of that comes together through burton's christmas aesthetic um, and but also in that very Burtony kind of way uh, that I think is is really great. So I do love this movie. I think it's way more of a Christmas movie than maybe it gets credit for. Um, and I think it's also just genuinely one of the better movies of what was it the early '90s? This film came out. So uh, yeah, really great. Edwards is a hands my number four. Rotten Tomatoes agrees with you that it's a Christmas movie and made their list. Oh, does it? Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. I love it. It's. I think it's the first Burton movie I've ever seen. So I really, mm. really dug it. And yeah, but the Christmas themes are there, even though they're not as overt as some of the other picks on our list. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right, so let's move on to our number three pick. So I'll pass it back over to Devin so he can give his pick. My number three pick, um, sticking on the nostalgia train for us millennials, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey. It just kind of introduced me to Jim Carrey as a kid. Like It might have been one of the first movies I saw. and It, it helped me fall in love with him as an actor and just how entertaining he can be in a, in a role. And it's just, I love the world building Ron Howard set up with the what are they called? The, the, the who, whoville people, how, how weird they looked, but it kind of like adds the whole aesthetic, just kind of makes it a little more charming and just Jim Carrey, just having fun and getting tortured in, in that hat, that makeup and everything. Like I imagine how, how hellish that must've been, but I'm glad he did it and he pulled it off and it's just a fun time. Yeah. I, I have yet to watch rewatch that one this year. I believe that is also on HBO Max. A lot of these are on HBO Max, which is weird. It's not sponsored, guys, we swear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zazlav is listening, all right? <laughs> David Zazlav is listening. But no, yeah, um, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey. I do agree with you, Devin. I think it is, for at least us millennials, it probably is one of our earlier, possibly our first introduction to him as an actor. And that movie just, it, it kills. It, it's fantastic. It is, 
It's timeless. It, it is a classic through and through. A lot of, a lot of memes too. I was going to say a lot of memes uh, reformed from that one. <laughs> it's always a good plus. <laughs> I can't cancel on myself again. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey in that movie so much, but I'll, I just love how much emotion we get from him in that performance, right? You know, it's not easy mm-hmm. moving in that suit and yep. with all that makeup and the prosthetics and it just shines through. He really carries it. And, and then that, that scene, that scene with the kid Grinch, just so heartbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, he had to shave. <laughs> it's it's every time I see like the Kid Grinch, it gives it's oddly reminiscent of Baby Vision from WandaVision from that like intro. Yes. Like it's <laughs> it's not right, but it's 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 cute, funny. but it's definitely not right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 like watching like early two thousand CGI. Like if you're watching like the Golden Compass or like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where like the CGI, it's it looks real but not quite right almost, and it's like animatronic almost. Like so, yeah, that's that that was like the first thing that came came to mind as soon as Devin said Baby Grinch. But for my number three pick, I'm going to go with a Netflix movie titled Klaus. I'm sure everyone here has heard of it. It is, it, it is like a, it came out in 2019. It is literally like the spirit of Christmas in one movie. And I just, I absolutely love it. I watch it every single year. And it's just one of those things where, Wow, I I kind of slept on it when it first came out because you know Netflix is they pump out so much stuff altogether. So I w- I was um I kind of it kind of flew underneath my radar. But then when I watched it, I just I was just so mesmerized. I believe the animation is hand drawn, if I'm not mistaken, um from a little bit of the research that I did from it. But it is a beautiful film, a beautiful Christmas film, and J.K. Simmons, you know, he always brings it. And yeah, I, I I was hoping that this movie would hit physical media because it, it's it's too good not to own. Like it really is. Like if out of any other Christmas movie besides Little Women, Greta Gerwig's Little Women, of course. Like it is like the story is so solid. It's not like you know over the top. Like I mean, yeah, it has that cartoon flair to it. But man, does it not hit you in the feels? It's it's crazy. But that mm. is my number three pick. So now I'll pass it back over to JD for his pick. Okay. So number three for me. Um, well, and it's also interesting. I did not really mean for this to happen. I mentioned <laughs> with my home alone pick that that was my most nostalgic. I first watched that as a kid. And it's it's stuck with me all the way through the years. Edward Scissorhands, I didn't really pick because of its nostalgia factor. I did not watch that when it first came out in the early 90s. I caught up with that much time later. And I just realized that my number three pick here is also from the early 90s. But similarly, not really nostalgic for seeing it when I was a kid as much as I saw it later in life, but it's become one of my favorite Christmas movies. And of course, being talking about Christmas movies, you have to at least in some way, shape or form, bring up the classic Christmas Carol uh, story. And my favorite version of it is the Muppet Christmas Carol from 1992. I believe it came out. Um, 
I, again, I don't know if it's the best version of A Christmas Story, but it is my favorite. It's so charming and funny. The self-awareness of it being a story within a story, I think, is particularly really great and refreshing. Um, Michael Caine is great. All the performances are really fun. The music is really catchy, uh, and I love it. I mean, some some really good movies of uh, A Christmas Carol. You can really pick quite a few to be in this discussion really but muppet christmas carol though is the one that sticks out for me that's my number three here okay yeah christmas carol is it 1992 i believe sorry yeah it was popping in and out there for a second on my side (laughs) yeah yeah if i had had to choose a christmas carol movie to watch that's probably the one i would go with too yeah Yeah, i think so too Uh, christmas carol i wanted to put on my list so bad but i couldn't narrow down which one i wanted so it ended up not which is fair at all you know yeah but yeah, yeah no, Muppets is definitely a, definitely a good one <laughs> yeah absolutely so uh mike let's pass it over to you for your number three pick yeah this might get me kicked off the show i'm sorry christian but it's going to be die hard stop production stop the camera stop the lights yep <laughs> yep you know I, I at least got two picks in before you kicked me out so it's been a pleasure being here everybody <laughs> merry christmas happy new year but no seriously i love die hard and the reason why it's a christmas movie i'm not going to spend too much time on it it takes place on christmas eve and the entire plot revolves around john mcclain wanting to spend time with his daughter and his estranged wife for the holidays But, of course, chaos ensues. He's got to take down Alan Rickman and his cronies. And it's basically home alone from that point forward. And it's just balls to the wall insanity. I love it. The performances are great. The action is great. There's so many iconic moments from this film. Whether you consider it a Christmas movie or not, I don't really care. But I feel like there's enough elements in this film to where... For me, it qualifies because those those themes of family are still in the DNA of Die Hard. Plus, like I showed on Twitter, my Blu-ray cover literally is a Christmas Christmas sweater. So, <laughs> there's the, all the proof you need. That is a Blu-ray slip cover. If you take that bad boy off, it is just a picture of Mister. He did his homework. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Hey, I don't hate the movie. I think it is a fantastic movie. It's just, to me, it's just not a Christmas movie. But it is what it is, you know? So let's move on to our number two picks. And it looks like I'm starting off here according to our show notes. So this is where things get a little hard. Um, (laughs) But I'm actually going to go with Elf. Okay, And that is really big for me because I am not a big Will Ferrell fan at all. Like there's a select few movies that I enjoy seeing Will Ferrell in, but Elf is just one of those instant Christmas classics, at least for us millennials altogether, you know, directed by John Favreau himself. And it was just a major, major hit came out in what I think it was 2003 and you know, it's it's Buddy the Elf. How can you not like Buddy the Elf? And it's, you know, it, it may not be a perfect, perfect Christmas movie, but it does have that Christmas spirit. It does have the sense of family and uh, finding a place to belong in this big, wide world of ours. And it's just, it's just perfect. It is a perfect, perfect Christmas movie. And like I said, 
not a big Will Ferrell fan, but this is like probably my favorite movie with Will Ferrell in it. So, and of course, it's always Des- uh, Deschanel as well. So, and Peter Dinklage. How can you? How could you forget? You He's know, a Mr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great line. <laughs> and uh, in a fantastic musical number, two fantastic musical numbers actually. Yeah, if you count the uh, the one. The, the baby is called outside and the one towards the end. So yeah, my number two pick is elf. So let's pass it back over to JD so he can give his pick. Okay. Number two for me, this is one of those movies that, you know, like uh little women or like Edward scissor hands and die hard. It's, you know, it's not traditional Christmas, but the setting is very much Christmas. And goddamn, do I love this movie. Number two for me is Todd Haynes's Carol from 2015. Mm. Um, even more so than maybe Little Women, it wears its Christmas aesthetic on its sleeves. And man, I just found the production design and all of that so immersive and uh, and how it you know, kind of like what I was saying with Edward Scissorhands, there is this interesting juxtaposition that, uh, you know, at, a lot of the drama here is, you know, centers around this divorce that's taking place with Carol and her husband. And yay, that screams Christmas joy, does it not? Uh, but <laughs> a lot of that is also born out of Carol, you know, choosing love and, uh, choosing her her identity and um and finding peace in all of that and there's something about like there's a warmth to that 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 does scream christmas so there's this really fascinating duality there that i think is really great that todd haynes um channels very well and and i think he complements it with that christmas aesthetic very well so um yeah i mean again it's not traditional christmas but this is a movie that i will gladly put on every year this time of year and watch. And it just mm. uh, is something that I love. So it's, it's become a tradition for me. Okay. Nice. Nice. So Mr. Mike Thomas, what is your number two pick? Yeah, this is a more traditional Christmas movie this time. So I'm glad I'm still here to share <laughs> this, this next pick. It happened on fifth Avenue. Uh, it's from 1947. This one is also streaming on HBO max. If you guys haven't seen it, I love this movie um, because it's it's unequivocally the spirit of Christmas, right? We have th- this rich business owner named Mike O'Connor, um, and he leaves his house of luxury for a Christmas vacation. But then slowly, other people start to move into his house while he's away, and they become like a family during the holidays, and they start caring for each other because... One guy is homeless, so he's spending time there. He goes there every time. The homeowner goes on vacation. And it's just a really fascinating, really warm movie, right? Where we're seeing all of these different characters pop up and start depending on each other and becoming a family, in a sense. And it's it's funny. It's got romance in it. It's It's got all of those warm, fuzzy holiday feels that we're used to. But it's just a really strong comedy. because. Uh, Let's be real. The entire premise is ridiculous. Guy leaves and all of a sudden 20 people move into his house is wild. But if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. I personally love it. Check it out. 
All right, Mr. Devin, what is your number two pick? My number two, I'm going back to where we all started, uh, Home Alone. It's all right. It's it's nice. a it's a classic for a reason, as far as um, our generation goes. Um, like you mentioned, Joe Pesci just absolutely nailed it. Just having so much fun with this role. Um, although I think I remember seeing he had he had some issues on set, but they were able to get through it. Uh, Macaulay Culkin just being being a cute little devious kid. Um, he had a, a good few years run there, and now he's now he's making a bit of a comeback. I think we'll find out how that goes. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a real fun time. And then uh, as you're watching while you're watching as a kid, then you get to that ending. Um, it, it doesn't really hit you as hard as you, when you go back to it as an adult. Um, kind of all comes together more, and I just love that. Yeah, definitely. And actually for my, um, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Sorry. That is Devin's number two. So it means that we are done with that round, but yeah, a lot of home alone love. I was, I was also going to ask, did you guys think that movie that they showed on the TV in home alone was real? Cause I definitely did until I found out it wasn't. I thought it was real half my life. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like angels of filthy souls in yeah. the first one. And then angels of filthier souls in the second one. Yeah. I was like, that's funny. Yeah. I was like 16. I'm like, okay, Netflix mails movies to your house. Now let me find the home, the movie that's in home alone. And lo and behold, doesn't exist. Heartbreak. I mean, doesn't. Yeah. I thought it was real too. The filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was real too. So, hey, it is what it is. So, let's go on to our number one pick. So, we'll hit, um, let's go with the mic this time for your number one. There's a lot of pressure riding on this. It's a lot of pressure, but with my number one overall pick in the Christmas draft, it has to be It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> like, that, that's the safe option, but. For me, that is legitimately the best Christmas movie ever made. It's one of the best movies, just period, ever made. I love the story of George Bailey and his entire outlook on life. Like, he's he's doing everything he can to help his town, but he gets put at his wit's end, right? And he starts to lose faith. But then we... it's, It's almost a spiritual successor to A Christmas Carol in a way, right? Because we start seeing what the world would be like without his effect. It's kind of the reverse of Ebenezer Scrooge in in a sense. (laughs) So I -hmm. think Jimmy Stewart does a fantastic job in this movie. It's very dated. This did come out in 1946, but if you can look past, you know, the fact that the angels in heaven are literally just dots on, on a sheet of paper, (laughs) if you can get past (laughs) that aspect, uh, the heart of the story is just so great. It's, it's honestly, like one of my favorite films of all time. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Well, hey, well, JD, we're, let's hear your number one. That, that's going to be hard to, a tough, tough to follow up with. It is a very good movie. I, I do like It's a Wonderful Life. But for me, my number one, 1965's A Charlie Brown Christmas is a masterpiece. It is absolutely mm. breathtaking. The best Christmas movie by far, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, every, every note of it is impeccable. The music is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the animation is done very well. The performances are really fun. And, and it has a great balance of, of emotion uh, and humor, uh, obviously tapping into traditional Christmas themes uh, in a really peanutsy kind of way that I, I think is, is really great. And, and there's also an ounce of cynicism to it that 
you just don't really see much these days as well uh, that I also love. So like to see Charlie kind of grapple with that throughout this film is uh, really incredible. So I, I absolutely love it. For me, it is, it's not even close. It is the best Christmas movie, um, one of the best animated movies ever made, uh, and my number one here. Mm. Masterpiece. Okay, all right. There you go, there you go. All right, let's... Um, <laughs> I guess it'll be my turn this time around, then we'll uh, pass on back to Devin for his number one. This is hard, and like... Like I said, this isn't like a number one for me. Don't back out now. <laughs> you get to number one and now you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if if I were to choose one, I, I could go I could go two ways here, but I'm gonna go with Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Ooh. Um no, okay. I absolutely love the first Home Alone, but I think Home Alone 2. It's a little bit more of a serious Christmas movie. Obviously, the stakes are a little bit higher. Shocker, you know, Kevin is, you know, left, quote unquote, home alone again. But there are a lot of new uh, interesting characters that get added into the mix. And I, I feel like it, it is more of a, um, yeah, like a more serious Christmas movie. It does have a lot of serious beats um, when it comes to Kevin visiting the church and then the homeless lady in the park and what have you. So I, I think it is fantastic. I mean, it's a little ridiculous how, you know, he just gets lost in New York, obviously. Like we said on the top of this episode, you know, a lot of Christmas movies just have that, you know, the the suspense of disbelief, essentially, because as I was watching Home Alone 2 uh, during around Thanksgiving, you know, Kevin kind of just, he follows his dad through the airport and it's the wrong guy. And then, you know, he gets to the flight attendant. He's like, oh, my family's on this flight. And it's like, obviously, there's no way that like two grown flight attendants would just let a kid onto a flight without him absolutely knowing that his family's on that flight without checking first. But, you know, it is what it is. Like we said, suspense and disbelief. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm a big uh, advocate for Home Alone 3 as well. I just want to throw that out there as a small little honorable mention, um, as well as Devin. I know he is a big advocate in that movie as well. But yeah, my number one would be Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. So I'm glad you mixed it up. Everyone else is going with Home Alone. You went with a different one. No love, no love for Home Sweet Home Alone, though? No, not. Okay, there are six Home Alone movies, Jeez. and only three of them are good. I refuse to believe That's that. That's debatable. <laughs> Home Alone, Home Alone, one, two, and three are the best. Four, five, and six are terrible. There are six Home Alone movies. There's no way there's six. It just can't be real. It's Home Alone one, Home Alone two, Home Alone three, Home Alone four. Then you get to Home Alone Holiday Heist, and then you have Home Sweet Home Alone. That's on Disney. Let's Plus. be real. Only one of them actually matters because only one of them has Tim Curry in it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> this is true. Well, I, you know, it, of course, you, you you get you get the wet bandits in the first Home Alone movie, and then sticky bandits in the, <laughs> in the second one. <laughs> I mean, they're they're both great. Honestly, I just hey, hey, the the clip from earlier was from Home Alone two, by the way. So yeah. I I snuck in my my first one all together. But yeah, honestly, the first three Home Alone movies are absolutely great but let's pass it over to Devin so we can give his number one Christmas movie uh for my number one I'm going with Elf you mentioned it earlier but for for us specifically it's just it's just one of those movies that it comes out and you can just 
it just kind of feels like it's going to be an instant classic and it ended up being yeah. one and I'm happy it did. The premise is just so, so out there. Obviously a six foot four or however tall Will Ferrell is elf going to New York city is so outlandish, but it, it just works, especially for obviously the comedic reasons. I, I've always been a Will Ferrell fan and this is just kind of him at his peak where it, 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 it doesn't mm. have to be like crass or like lowbrow humor. Like, this is more so just him being the, his physical uh, humor and and it's more child-friendly, obviously, um, for our <laughs> Christmas movie. But, yeah, John Favreau is great, obviously. It's kind of where, I believe this was uh, near where he started. But um, Directing, yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, I have an elf costume. I was him for Halloween. I was Buddy the Elf a few years ago. That was a good time. So <laughs> it's just it just all works for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love everything about Elf. It's so good. <laughs> and yet, it didn't appear on your top five Christmas movies. Interesting. Well, you Mr. know why? The- <laughs> you know why? Because I knew that all of the other movies were going to be on you guys' list. And I was right. There There's a reason Home Alone and Elf are not on my list because I figured they were going to pop up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean I, yeah like i said even for a home alone one it's it's kind of like uh you know they're, they're both equal to me but i'm, I'm shocked there hasn't been an elf too yeah I, I yeah it's technically the lego movie when you really think about it <laughs> okay <laughs> <The Lego>. yeah <laughs> okay buddy grows up he gets hardened by the world he takes over his father's company he becomes lord business and then he has to see the meaning of Christmas again through the eyes of his son at the end of the movie. It's a spiritual successor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, can I can buy, buy that. that. <laughs> Unofficial sequel. There we go. <laughs> so I just have a question because no offense to anybody here. JD, I love your pick of Charlie Brown. I saw that as a TV special and not a movie. Otherwise, my list completely changes. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I understood the assignment. <laughs> Technicalities. Look, hey man, that's that's perfectly fair. I see it as a movie, but I mean, it, yeah, I, we can argue the the technicalities of that all day. I guess. You're <laughs> saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I would say, from my generation, yeah. I guess TV special, but it's also a movie at the same time. It's weird. Hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying my list would look completely different if I looked at it the same way. And maybe part of it is the lens of how we look at movies today, because throughout the cinematic landscape, at least with us at Incession Film, I assume you guys feel the same as well. But like when movies come out on Netflix or HBO or whatever, like those aren't made for the cinema. Those are made for streaming platforms, i.e. television. But we still look at them as movies, and we talk about them mm. as movies. They end up on top ten lists, in you know, and all that. They, they're up for awards and all that sort of jazz. So I, I, maybe it's because of the rhythms of how we look at it today. Because if if that movie comes out today and it's dropped on Netflix, we probably talk about it as a movie. So that's, I guess, my perspective. If that makes sense, that's probably where where I come from with all of that no that that makes sense to me honestly yeah because i mean there, there are i mean unfortunately as much as we would love to have you know stranger things season three and four on a blu-ray netflix um those movies or go. those shows 
mm-hmm. <laughs> never. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there are certain um, movies and TV shows that are specifically made for streaming. And unfortunately, you know, whether something does win Best Picture or not, like Coda, it's almost been a full year since that is one Best Picture. We still haven't seen a physical media um, copy of it, but yeah. I mean, it's made for streaming and it's made for people to sign up to their, you know, their to streaming Apple. service so that people yeah. can watch. Yeah. To Apple and, and watch all that, that crazy stuff. So, I mean, I, Hey, mm-hmm. I have no issues with it whatsoever. <laughs> I think JD explained it perfectly because that, that is a really good analogy that I never really thought of. So that concludes our top five picks for our Christmas movies. I did want to get into just a few honorable mentions. If you guys had maybe one or two, you wanted to uh, fire off really quick. We'll start with Mike. Then we'll go to JD and then Devin, and then I'll close out with mine. Yeah. Um, the original Dr. Seuss, how the Grinch stole Christmas. That That's one of my no. yeah. favorite yeah. Christmas yeah. movies, specials, however you want to categorize it. It, it is just mm-hmm. perfect. Like it takes everything from the book and just elevates it to 11. Um, it's still my favorite version of that story. <laughs> um, that along with Mickey's A Christmas Carol, like that is a very tight, telling of a christmas carol um that's why i was struggling on trying to figure out which one to put on my list and they ended up not making it at all but that that's another one that i think is fantastic they're both relatively short like 30 minutes a piece but if mm-hmm. you need a jolt of holiday cheer i think those two definitely are, are worth checking out jd what about you uh, so yeah, I definitely have to throw on It's Wonderful Life as an honorable mention. That is uh, one of the, the best Christmas movies for sure. And then the other one I have listed here to quote uh, one of one one of my co-hosts at Session Film, the uh, 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a banger. An absolute banger. Uh, great movie. Honorable mention for me as well. Okay. Uh, Mr. Devin, what are your two honorable mentions? Yeah, you mentioned earlier Home Alone 3. It's kind of got a, sw- a sweet spot in mine as well. Bit of a guilty yes, pleasure. Um, just kind of one of those that you have on VHS back in the day and you, you put in over and over again. <laughs> uh, but I, I realized that my my most recent movie on my list was like 2004, so I wanted to give a, a more recent suggestion. <laughs> a very recent, actually. Violent Night. I kind of wanted to give it a shout out. It feels like one of the better Christmas movies the past few years to come out. And uh, it's it's great, bloody Christmas Santa action, but it also keeps the spirit of Christmas at its core, which I thought was really good. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, for my two honorable mentions, you can actually find both of these on streaming. Uh, the first one is on Hulu. It is called Happiest Season. Um, I'm not sure if anyone... I think we actually uh, reviewed it here on the uh, the show Devin with Kristen Stewart, Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, yeah. uh, Dan Levy. It is a fantastic Christmas movie, and I feel like we don't get a lot of just. I feel like we don't get a lot of good Christmas movies or Christmas movies in general nowadays um, mm-hmm. that kind of just hit like the actual meaning of Christmas. But it is a fantastic movie. I think people should watch. And a second one for me is actually going to be on Netflix, and that is Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. I had so much fun with this. It, like, borderline almost made me cry, <laughs> but it is a great story. And I feel like that one slipped under the radar. 
I feel like it did too. That's why I kind of wanted to give it some honorable mention. You know, Forrest Whitaker, Kiko Michael Key, yeah. Hugh bon- uh, Bonville. Um, it, it's a fantastic movie where it's it's one of those like toy shop Christmas movies. But mm. man, if it's not good, a little predictable, but there's a sad story in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, why are people not talking about this? But <laughs> Yeah, that is my second honorable mention. So with all that said, that concludes our top five favorite Christmas movies of all time, quote unquote, of all time, five Christmas movies that we enjoy all together. But I wanted to thank our guests, JD and Mike, for coming on to the show. It was it's always been a pleasure having both of you guys on. And I want to take this time for the people to, uh, for you to tell the people where to find you on the internet and what's coming up on your respective platform. So we'll start with JD and then we'll go to Mike. Yeah. So you can find everything we do at insessionfilm.com. So we have the podcast there, uh, in which you can find the podcast on, on, you know, wherever you get podcasts. Um, right now we have reviews of the whale up. We're going to be doing one for white noise coming up pretty soon. And of course, avatar, the way of water, uh, we have written content up there as well. If that's something that you want to, uh, check out, but yeah, you can see everything that we do at insessionfilm.com. And thanks for having me, Christian. This was a lot of fun. Of course, man. I feel like it's been so long since you've been on. I'm I like, know. We gotta, it's been a while. We got to change that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, been watch, he's been watching all these movies. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Mr. Michael Thomas, where can everyone find you on the internet and what is coming up on your platform? Yeah. First off, again, thanks so much, Christian and Devin, for allowing me to be here. It's been a blast talking Christmas movies with you guys. Um you can find me at Novice Cinephile on all social media platforms, except for Instagram, where it's the Novice Cinephile. I hate when people snipe my name. It happens way too often. <laughs> um, but you can find my written work at Collider.com. Podcasts, you can find The Chatter After on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. The Chatter After Daily launches in January, which is a daily news show. So guys, stay tuned for that. Um, and the Amateur Otaku Podcast. We're talking anime every single Sunday. My Hero Academia, Chainsaw Man, Spy Family, Bleach, Mob Psycho 100, all are coming to an end very soon. So make sure you join <sighs> us Sundays as we talk about them live. How how far is My Hero? How how much time do we have until it's it's done? My Hero is going to probably go on a little break because it has more episodes than all the other shows. So it's going to do 12 episodes, break for probably a couple weeks, then 12 more episodes. Okay, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Well, again, thank you guys uh, for Mike and JD again for coming on. I hope you guys have, we hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, you can subscribe to our podcast, Film Optics, on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what's coming up on our podcast, as this is one of our last episodes of the year, we have our the whale review dropping on december 21st and i also am going to be releasing a solo episode for house of the dragon uh 4k blu-ray disc that was sent to me provided by wonder brothers so thank you to warner brothers for warner brothers for sending that over again this is not a sponsored episode (laughs) 
it's it's many times we've been talking about HBO and they're, they're just cornering that Christmas market. It feels like they really, really. I mean, Elf is one. I don't want to get into too much into Christmas Story as well. You know, Polar Express, all that. Stuff. Watch them before Zaslav deletes them. That's all yes, they'll be gone like, very soon. Man. Yeah. Oh my god. I have been on the hunt for like specific things because I'm like afraid that things are just gonna start poof. You know. Like, After Westworld, I don't trust them at all. Yeah, Westworld is a big one that just kind of I know. Just jaw yeah. I was like, and I wanted to start watching. I knew it, you know, it was going to end, but like I still wanted to experience at least episodes one through, I mean, seasons one through four. But they're just poof. It's it's. I mean, it's still on there for now. I checked the other day, but it could be gone for as as, as of right now. But who knows? But um, what is out right now? You can uh, listen to our Avatar: The Way of Water spoiler-free review, as well as our Babylon spoiler-free review as well. And you can also check out our Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that me and Devin covered. And outside of that, I think the last thing we're actually uh, reviewing this year is going to be uh, Puss in Boots uh, Last Wish. And yeah, we're going to be done. We're going to be taking a two-week hiatus. We'll be back on the week of January 15th to kick things off with The Last of Us TV series. So with all that said, again, thank you so much to JD and Mike again for coming on to the channel. You guys are welcome back anytime and thank you all for listening all of our listeners out there if you enjoy the show leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify and follow us on twitter and instagram to stay in the know my name is christian that was devin jd and mike and we'll see you guys in the next one and have a happy holiday merry christmas you filthy animal